0: Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. It's Cofield and Company. Alright, here we go. Silver 7's on a Thursday are home for VGK Hockey. Uh, who'd have thunk it, right? 77 cent beers all the way through the season for the Vegas Golden Knights until they were done. Well, they're still not done. And now they're on the verge, at least halfway there, to winning the Stanley Cup. So this is a good spot to come down, watch the game 77-cent beers here at the Bud Light Sports Bar and across the way at the Silver and Gold. We're at Flamingo and Paradise. It was sort of a joy coming down here. My route, because I come from a little north of here, uh, through and behind the Venetian part of the F1 paving project and where the uh, track is going to be, was mostly complete. I'm not going to say that route didn't have cones because I don't think it's been without cones like five years but uh it was kind of smooth getting down here uh do not go on lv boulevard we know that uh koval can be a little jammed up but we're seeing some progress and we got a lot to get to man i want to spend about two minutes here and then we'll get to it in the five o'clock hour with what went down last night with (laughs) the a's and their essentially their spokespeople steve hill And Jeremy Aguero against many of the senators and some of the reps. That was a crazy night last night. And remember, this was all supposed to be done on Monday. And we're talking about the efforts to get the money from the state of Nevada and Clark County. This was all supposed to be done on the deadline on June 5th. Governor Lombardo called a special session on several fronts. This will be the third special session that's going on right now. We don't exactly know what the cost of this is. We've heard all different numbers, anywhere from 50,000, a session up to 250,000 a session. that's what uh, Senator Wynn said last night. So I don't know if we're on the hook for 150 grand for the uh, last three sessions. One of them was not baseball related, or if we're upwards of 750,000, but that, that should infuriate people. and boy, last night was it was bad. It was really bad. Because there were great questions, John, from a lot of the representatives, and it just didn't seem like the people who were speaking on behalf of the A's had any updates, had any hardcore numbers, had any breakdowns, really had updated anything that they had presented back on Memorial Day. There was It was so flawed. And then you, like, I think a lot more people are involved in this legislative session than many of the others in the past especially when it's sports related so you have all these nevadans newly looking in and then oakland's looking in and they've got a couple of you know news guys there or sports guys in birdie brazil and casey pratt who are watching and just the commentary and then there's all the angry oakland A's people who are like please vote no save baseball in the bay area i mean it was it was crazy i couldn't put down the phone Because I wasn't going to sit there and sit there and watch the freaking show. I could not. I'm like, I have to put it down because there was just... I I just wish there were more sports people who were representatives. Um, The public did get to speak a little bit, but there were so many things you could have countered where you're like, that just doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing, folks. These hearings around the country, these proposals, when they are heard, this is the way they go. And this is why billionaires around the country and leagues have gotten used to, John, basically just getting a free pass. If the powers that be in the state want to give the money, the money is going to go for the stadiums. And I was actually I was kind of proud last night that there, was, there were a lot of good questions. There was pushback. They put guys on the spot. And it's not trying to be mean. Like We just want answers. We just want to know why this is a
1: good investment. Well, I would say I, I'm going to hold off my proudness on the hard questions because I want to see who votes how. Your, your hard questions mean nothing. If the answers mean nothing to you and you're still going to vote yes, and I think that's a fair criticism think that's, that's going to be the case, I have my reservations about a few um, people that I thought were asking very good questions, but I want to see what their vote's going to be because there's no point in doing that if you're just going to go ahead and bend down and allow them to do it. And I think your point's right. You know, one of the things that I was surprised finding myself thinking was something you saw that you were bringing up here, which is, wow, well, you know, there's not a lot of people out here that know sports. Because there was one point where they're talking about ticket sales. And uh, I think it's Jeremy Aguero, for the record, Jeremy Aguero. And he brings up, he goes, Ah, you know, we're at a point we're out in Oakland. Even if we did feel a good team, nobody's going to come. And the rebuttal immediately be like, When did you feel a good team?
0: Uh, that was really bad. Well, the last time they fielded a good team was back in 2019. And at least come playoff time, they got really, really good crowds. There's yep. a, that, that, I, I think that was one of the most disappointing parts of the entire back and forth and questions was the folks on the A side feeling like they were in some sort of vacuum that no one here pays attention to what's right. been going on in Major League Baseball and what's been going on in the systematic dismantling of the A's organization on the field and also a decaying stadium, which th- that absolutely contributes to people not wanting to come out. And there's also safety issues. The place, like, literally smells. There are animals rifling through the stadium you can't just ignore that but that was really insulting for Oakland A's fans who even when and they've always been budget conscious but when they've had good teams they showed up um, and they weren't last in attendance Um, I I felt like this as we said before this has all been some grand setup by Rob Manfred because he's been involved and John Fisher and Dave Cavill to reduce the attendance so much that they could go in front of another legislative body outside the state and go look yep. but here's the thing we know what happened you can't just go look we know smart people know what has happened to the a's it's not a matter of hey they're good no one comes
1: the market's just not working that's not fair no it's not and that that to me was the most irritating i would say overall message coming from the people that were representing the oakland a's in this thing it, it just the the entire theme was essentially we've done everything we can out here in oakland look at what we're working with. There's just nothing that's, you've got to come and take us in. I mean, this is, we're just sitting on a gold mine. If we come over here, everything's going to be great. And I just, I, that annoyed me so much, just listening to that and realizing what they did overall. And it was almost at every single turn. And, and I will say, going back to the questions, like hearing questions that I hadn't thought about, you know, one of the provisions about how they were going to treat the homeless people in the, you know, the uh, resorts corridor and the fact that they didn't really care about them, they just wanted them out of there. You know, like the entertainment tax, So many different things where it's just like, mm, I don't know.
0: Well, that's why, uh, again, going back to the old SB1 with Allegiant Stadium, I think a lot of people are their lesson, and a lot of the I's were not dotted and T's were not crossed. Yep. These questions need to be asked because there is going to be many more questions and expenses down the road, and you got to sort a lot of these things out. We're talking about tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, of additional money that really isn't being accounted for Right now. Uh, Last night, the Nuggets handled the heat pretty easily, and I just feel like the sports world, the NBA sports world, but especially people outside the NBA, just went right back into, ah, this series sucks. It's boring. We really do need to start further examining, right? I think we've done it. But people need to start looking at this Nuggets team and and really appreciating what they have. And between Jokic and now Jamal Murray, I I don't think anyone in the middle of the season – would have started a discussion with, hey, is this the best 1-2 duo in the NBA? Right? It wouldn't mm-hmm. have happened. Now it's legit. I mean, based on last night, that had never been done before. A triple-double by two teammates over 30 points yeah. in an NBA Finals game. Never been done. Like, just how good are these guys? But, man, people just – it's like Jokic, he's just a basketball player. He doesn't have the sizzle. People would – I really think people would rather talk about John and fake guns and Zion Williamson and doinking as many chicks as he can and, yeah. like, that's taking attention away or 100-year-old Chris Paul on the move or, you know, potentially Dame Lillard on the move. It's just, it's this weird thing. I mean, you cover the NBA a lot more than I do. So you're in a lot more NBA chatter on social media than I am. What feel do you got? Are people coming to appreciate the Nuggets or are they are just kind of annoyed by this whole thing?
1: I, I think I'm the wrong person to ask because most of my Twitter feed and the people I follow are people who also like follow basketball to a hardcore extent. So it's just an echo chamber of people who really enjoy it and, and view it for what it is. I would say if you were going to pull like, casual NBA fans, and I don't mean casual in terms of they don't know the game, just like, hey, I follow my team and that's about it and I enjoy the league to the extent that my team is going to be good, I would say people are probably bored by what we've watched I mean, we have two games. But, but I don't remember people being bored, though, like
0: when the Kobe Shaq Lakers were storming towards multiple titles and smearing people. Well, it's just that those guys were, you know, it's L.A. They're more established. It's a historical franchise. And, like, Jokic and Murray, I guess, would have to do this for, you know, three of the next five years. And then people would be interested. It's just, I don't know what it is. But it's we- like, it, it, I, I think it, the, the genesis of all of it is, not enough people appreciated Jokic and covered him and covered the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So they just they you can't freaking accelerate that
1: process. There's too much catching up to do. I think my rebuttal with the Kobe Shaq thing though would be that social media wasn't a thing. You didn't really get to hear the voices of like the masses during that. So maybe there was people who actually thought that it was going to be boring? I would agree with you. I don't think it was the case. Nah. And, and
0: I never I never heard that with uh, cuz I was on sports talk radio back then so yeah. that, you know, that was kind of the original social media in terms of crowdsourcing. Now people were very much into the Lakers' dominance with Kobe and Shaq. They were uh, very much, and I'm going to go you know further back. Uh, Sports radio was around with the Bulls, but people were into that. I, I don't. I think you, you would have had a little more of the other side about fatigue, but you really you never heard that. It was just hey, let's genuflect at the uh, the feet of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and the Bulls, and you know we just love this. Hey, it's dom- dominant basketball, and now, But I'll tell you what is the same is comparing things to the past, and people can't get away from that. Um, topic this morning was really interesting. I, get, I, I think Stephen A. is just scrambling, <laughs> looking for stuff. And, they, and you know, on, an, on a show that basically, you know, you are embracing debate, you can't all come on and, you know, just congratulate and pat Jokic on the back. So now you have to start comparing him to the all-time greats. And Stephen A. came out with both Jay Williams, who played in the NBA, and J.J. Redick, who played in the NBA, and tried to make this assertion about Jokic compared to big guys of the past.
2: Jokic isn't known for having some kind of dominant post game now. That's not
0: his game. Hold on a second. It's, Hold it's on not his second. game. He's not wait, a dominant wait, 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 a, wait, wait, Is wait, he a dominant, dominant a. post player? Is Jokic a dominant post player? Stephen A., we've got 10 years of tracking data. You know what the number one most efficient half-court play is in 10 years across the NBA? What? A Nikola Jokic post-up. What is it? There you go. Whoa. Boom. Boom. Whoa, drop boom. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, Let's I'm done. Let's oh, Can I respond? I would love to be able to hear Stephen A. and Redick. Now, I do like Molly in the background stirring the pot. She was thrilled by that. If you watched it, she's like, whoa, drop the pen. So I don't know if something happened pre-show that she was like, I'm going to get Stephen A. But she was all into that. She was all into it. So Stephen A says, not a dominant post
1: player. That's completely incorrect. I mean, look, stats aside, just watch one game. Watch the Western Conference. Did you watch the Western Conference finals? He was backing down Anthony Davis. Like, he's a really dominant post guy if he wants to be. And just because you pass, like, when you pass out of the post, that's post play. That's great. Yes. (laughs) Like, that's that's the ability to pass out of the post. They got to double
0: and triple you, and you're setting someone up for a wide open jumper or something cutting to the basket. Like, I mean, Christian Brown last night was unreal, but it, he was unreal. He attacked himself a couple of times, but he was unreal because he was on the weak side, and they're, they're
1: doubling and tripling who's ever on the post, whether it's Gordon or especially Jokic. The, Wide open. The first, the first play where they're in the zone – Jokic's like, okay, so he, like, lumbers over to, like, the low block, grabs the ball. The second def- a second defender comes over. He's just like, zip pass right to Christian Brown. who's cut to the basket. Like, he's an awesome post player. So, I don't
0: know. Well, uh, could- we'll play more of Stephen A's reaction in a little bit, but uh, let's take a quick time out here. We'll catch up a little bit. Xavier Pope is going to be on a bunch of big issues, especially the uh, live purchase of the PGA. Pretty crazy stuff. The Saudis are coming. Are they going to buy in every major sport in the U.S.? Lawyer, host of
2: Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope is live on Cofield and Company.
0: Wow, really? That's quite the intro for one Xavier Pope. My friend, how are you? JBT's here. It's Cofield. What's up, buddy?
2: What's up? Was that Macho Man entrance into the ring? Not the Iron What What's going on? I'm not
0: exactly <laughs> sure on that one on, pomp and circumstance,
2: graduation.
0: Okay, oh, well, yeah, but right. yes, the Macho Man
2: version. I guess I guess with the timing, thinking about the Iron Sheik dying, and so I just thought about WWE and it was wrestling entrances. But, yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, we yeah we tried to do a little we tried to do a little wrestling talk yesterday, but spanning like forty five years of knowledge, it got a little tough. Got a little tough, but uh, <laughs> yeah, rest, rest, rest in peace to the Sheik. So uh, let's get into this convo here with a couple of jabronis here in Vegas. All right. Um, and beautiful, yeah. <laughs> um, much, much to hit on, and I want to get to uh, John ja and the toy gun here in a couple minutes. But first, uh, let's start out with what went down with Live Golf and the PGA. It seems like a massive betrayal to a lot of players, and uh, myself and a lot of people look at it like, "Hey, the PGA just kind of backed down, was uh, fearful of lawsuits, and essentially allowed the Saudis to buy the PGA." Am I wrong?
2: Uh, I, I just think that greed wins. Uh, they threw a bunch. The, the PGA Tour saw um, competition and they decided to not beat them but join them. Um, plenty of companies sue each other all the time to merge. I mean, that's what happened with uh, what was at the time called Google Video that turned to YouTube and Google. Um, that's how those two companies became together and they were large companies at the time. So, this is not something that isn't, doesn't happen in corporate America every day. But it's happening with MDS supporting it um, uh, when the, the, the image in and around Live Golf was, was one way, and then then PGA virtue signaling about the type of organization Live Golf was, and then get and, and basically disparaging their players that defected, like they were banned for for life. These are tarnished and tainted players, and the game of golf is being tarnished and tainted. And then you get right in the bed with that. Um, it, 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 it reeks of hypocrisy, but it also is troubling to know that doesn't matter what you've done. You could have cut, the Onion did a really great satire about this about players playing around heads being cut off on the golf course. But yep. it doesn't. It doesn't matter what you do off the off the off the field, off the court, off the golf course, as long as you got the cash then everything is okay. It's been a really bad message. The kids, really, who love sports, who look up to these golfers, new generation golfers coming I in, mean, That was that's what I got from it.
0: Yeah, I think the other really insulting part, going back with Jay Monahan, is that he was more than willing to use the 9-11 families as a weapon. He yeah. weaponized them against Liv and at one point said, hey, at least our players don't have to apologize for playing on the PGA Tour. Well, what now, Jay, because you're second in charge and now you have to answer uh, to the Saudi prince and, you know, he's got the purse string, so now what about the nine eleven families? Because they're pissed, and they should be pissed. Uh, that was completely cruel to do that. Uh, and, by the way, these Very negotiations cool. have been going on for seven months behind the scenes.
2: Yeah, it's it kind of despicable, really, uh, to, 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 to use them as a shield to, to protect your own business interest. Um, essentially, that's what it was. Um, if you're going to get greedy like that, you might as well break them off a piece. Because that's, I mean, you, you might as well just close oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, okay. You're right. No, that, that that is a noble point. That would be the right thing to do. You think that's going to happen? You think there you, maybe there should be reparations to those families from the Saudis?
2: Who's going to fight for that? Steve, give me a break. <laughs> no way.
0: Absolutely no way. Now, what I think is going to happen, and I've heard a lot of people echo these sentiments now the last couple of days. They all listen to Cofield and Company. They copy us. Um, uh-huh. Is I, I think this is part of sports watching and Bryson DeChambeau. You could tell he's been fed a line. He went on CNN and he's like, "Hey, everyone makes mistakes, and now they're trying to do good things and you know rework their image." I mean, he really did. You know, everyone makes mistakes. Um, referring to a question about 9/11, which is pretty amazing to say something like that. But when you get programmed, yeah. uh, the sports watching thing can start working, and I think the people will come to the Saudi side here. But I don't think they're done. I I absolutely believe they will try to buy into at least one other major sport, if not all four in the next 20 years, will anyone step up, owners, commissioners, and say, "Yeah, you know, we don't want this kind of involvement. We don't want this money.
2: If you see, if they act like the PGA Tour, then the answer is absolutely not. I mean, it looks like a target, essentially, is the MLS um, as another target. Uh, And I see that potentially being something attractive uh, because the, the global game of golf and being able to grow it, is an easy uh, way to poach soccer stars come to MLS send them a, a boatload of money and, and really turn the tables over golf I, it's, I, it's not out of the realm of that happening so um, I, I, I'm agreed when at the end of the day I, I you, can, you can't predict why people are gonna have for money but definitely predict that they'll probably choose their pockets more than their uh, per, uh, their principles
1: you know it's crazy too guys is I don't know if you knew this so I'm a Xavier I'm a, I'm a video game guy. Back in February, uh, the PIF actually became the largest outside shareholder in Nintendo. So, like, they're all over the place. It's not just sports. They're they're trying to find their way in almost every bit of popular culture to kind of, as Steve said, everyone else, sports washing, whatever it is, but just find their every, every nook and cranny in terms of popular culture. They're finding their fingerprints in it.
2: If you have the attention of people and you have them as customers and all you have to do is entertain them, it doesn't matter what type of human rights abuses that you may engage in any evils you may engage in doesn't matter. And that, that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the lesson that's really staying here. And it's kind of hard to, to take. Um, it was, it's a depressing week for sports um, based on what the PGA represented to, to to the world, Uh European tour, PGPA European tour, and then turning around like this. It, it just feels so dirty.
0: Xavier Pope, turning out of Chicago. On the Horn with Cofield and Company here in Vegas. All right, let's get to some of the NBA stuff. Um, what does this mean now that Ja Morant's camp claims that when he was waving the gun in the car, it was actually a fake gun? We heard from Adam Silver. Uh, we're going to play that bite later on. He, he, he answered Dan Patrick for like 90 seconds, and he said nothing. He essentially said, I don't know what to do now that it's a fake gun. What do you think about this? We, I mean, I, I'm i on Ja's side. I know it really annoyed JVT. Fake gun gate now. What does this do?
2: Uh, it gives the league an out to just move on past the incident. I don't think that there's a community that is actually actively campaigning for John Moran to be suspended. It's, there, there's, it's victimless. There, there's no one. There's no other person being slapped, punched, uh, disparaged on the other end of that gun or, or what his behavior. So to me, it's an easier situation to clean up by the league, and no one would actually care about it. This is this gives. Even if he's lying, the league can say, "Oh well, we just," and they don't have any other information to corroborate that. They could use this as a way to just kind of get out of this situation and move on. This, this is a this is a slam dunk for the league. To kind of no one really cares really if Domeris is spinning at all, if even.
0: Do you care, Steve? Well, you know, I don't care. I actually, I wanted to turn it into a whole Second Amendment thing, and where's the NRA and guns rights? And I, I to me, judge, jury, and executioner with these commissioners is outrageous. They should not be unless a crime is committed. They should not be sticking their beak into personal And I'll, I'll take it even further. Uh, if if they're going to do something about John Morant and a fake gun or even a real gun waving it around, then I want them to start policing guys like Zion Williamson and the way they treat women. Let's do this. Let's do, let's really infringe on people's rights.
2: Why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, there are morality clauses in various contracts, and if if if, if and I was really hilarious meme that says, "Where well, John Moran's caught with a fake gun and he might be suspended, but uh, Zion Williamson is shooting the club up." Uh, <laughs> in a you reference shoot him, to, yeah. <laughs> to having kids, I mean, it's not about actually shooting the club up, but so I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I, I think that. Uh, the, for the police people's private actions that don't necessarily violate the law, and we talked about this, and you look at my piece the first Again, I've talked to folks this down extensively. Then why are you acting to suspend this person? What, what, it, I, it, it, this doesn't do anything. Now the story, that the, the news cycle is passed, I think that the impact of this action is like really no one really cares about.
0: It's Cofield and Company. Silver Sevens getting ready for game three of the Stanley Cup finals. Talking a little NBA as well. Back to some of the you know sports and money stuff. Can you take us behind the scenes of what's going on now in Chicago? Because I thought the Bears were locked in Arlington Heights. Then there was some tax issue. Then I'm hearing, uh, you know, now the mayor of Chicago wants to make another run at them. Then there's something about Naperville. What the hell is going
2: on, Steve? I told you this all along. It doesn't matter if the ground is broken. This is what owners do. This is what teams do in every city. And they can, they it they have these billion dollar worth of franchises. They, they have the money to spend and buy a plot of land. And what they talked about is that the land was undervalued in Arlington Park. Um, and based on some things they found out about the land, and they don't, think, don't, they don't think it's as valuable as they once thought it was. Um, but to me, I just think it's just a ploy. The Bears don't want to leave Chicago. They never want to leave Chicago. It'd be stupid to leave Chicago. And this is just another way to, to get more from the city. With a new mayor that wants to make sure he keeps his popularity up, this is just this just the Bears have been this savvy business um, and just telegraphing a move that they never want to make in the first place. My opinion.
0: I don't know if you've been following it at all, but I thought Nevada legislators, some of them, did a really good job yesterday. We're in a special session to examine the A's stadium money that they want. Uh, by the way, this yeah. is costing this is costing us the taxpayers just the special sessions. Somewhere north of fifty thousand. There was a state senator yesterday who said it was two fifty a session, which is just completely outrageous. But uh, it was pretty crazy. They gave really good questions to all the reps of the A's, and they really didn't have good answers to justify why this is a good investment. And it, it's one of the first times I've really seen the public like super vested in uh, going against public money for a stadium, and a lot of reps lining up. And I don't know if it's the beginning of something good, uh, but it was really interesting watching the hearing last night because. Um, the reps absolutely made sure to ask important questions.
2: Yeah, but, but here, here's the thing. This is this is what you will get at the beginning of these talks. And eventually, greed always wins at the end of the day. I, I, I think the Oakland A's are done in Oakland. They will move to Las Vegas. It will be the Las Vegas A's or Aces, whatever they call them when they come to Vegas. But eventually the interest of that city, the interest of this of, of the area, the increased um, attraction for, for teams, professional teams to be in Las Vegas, is going to happen in League baseball and it's going to be a team in, in Las Vegas. I, you, can, you can bet on it.
0: Yep. And that's exactly what JVT said earlier. We're talking about what a good job, good questions last night, but the fear is in the end it's all going to be, for not because they're going to get enough yes votes to move forward with this thing, right, John?
1: Yeah, and Xavier, so Xavier, what would you tell anybody? Like, honestly, That's- yesterday I was watching this. I almost felt defeated to a certain extent. It's like, what's the point? What's the point if you're a constituent out here who doesn't want this to happen, who doesn't feel like their voice is being heard? Like, it doesn't feel like we talk about government and power of the people. It doesn't feel like any of it matters because they're even talking to each other like it's a done deal, like when the stadium is built, when it gets here. All, like, I, I know it's like in terms of tense, maybe they're just talking, but it, just, it feels defeating watching this happen with absolutely no power in terms of a decision.
2: I mean, you obviously don't want things just to happen as a citizen. You still want to make sure that everyone has a voice and deserve to have their voices heard. Um, but you can read the tea leaves, guys. Uh, it it, it just, it's just, the tide has turned in terms of what it looks like for sports in Las Vegas. Um, and, and it's an overwhelming tide. Um, and there are going to be uh, four teams in all sports that's going to be in Las Vegas, including women's teams, including soccer. It, that's just. Where we're going, we're going to be at F1 races after us constantly. That's just—it's going to become a sports town, um, and if people, whether people like it or not, and that's what's going to happen. Maybe the Saudis will get involved.
0: I think Xavier's still with us. Is he, Xavier?
2: Yeah, I said okay. maybe the Saudis will get involved too. There you go.
0: Um, hey, last one. I know yesterday, last couple days were big days for you and your kids. What was going on?
2: Uh, my 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 youngest daughter Emory graduated from high school from the, my alma mater, Whitney Whitney M Young High School, off of the alma mater of, nice. of, Michelle, of of Michelle Obama, and uh, so happy about that. And in the same arena where I received my high school diploma as well, so it was just a proud moment for me. And my son graduated from eighth grade, and he is headed off to high school. In the same place where I went to school and his sister went to school. So it's been a, and my daughter went to prom last Friday, the same day he graduated. So it's been a whirlwind of of the last few days with my kids. But I'm very proud and very happy. Well, that's good. Congrats
0: on that. Um, Did it get you thinking, like along the uh, De Niro and Pacino lines, that maybe it's time for another kid and you could go to a graduation when, you know, you're in your 60s?
2: Uh, when I hear kids cry, it, it caused me much trauma and shrinking into a corner. I I, died. No. You don't uh, want to do it? You don't want to be, be Pacino eating is like, oh my God, hearing that right now. <laughs> it, my job is done. Yeah. Uh, knock on wood. And I'm happy to see the accomplishments of my kid, but that was a lot of work. My parenting yes, is a yeah. no joke.
0: That's what I hear. I I didn't have any. I'm not going to have any. And that's why I thought it was so fascinating that 79-year-old De Niro and 83-year-old Pacino were like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it again." The, I mean, the crazy thing is not to sit here and moralize. They're really not going to do it unless they're, uh, you know, live amazingly long, which would be pretty crazy if Al Pacino was 101 years old at a high school graduation.
2: They're also stinking rich. Well, you never. Too, it's never too late to shoot the club up, Steve. Yeah, so. apparently
0: they're going back to the beginning. And by the way, Damon we all kind of missed it. Damon plays the graduation music because of your children. That was the whole connection there. I think that's what he was going for, and we all
2: missed it. So nice job, DeMond. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good job. I, I, I tried to bring the Iron Sheik in there um, completely that way. But, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, good job of, of the walk-in music. I'm happy to uh, represent.
0: All right, Xavier. Love you, buddy. We'll see you. Ya. Love y'all. There you go. Xavier Pope, turning out of Chicago. John Vontobo is here. Here is Silver 7s. are so getting ready for... Another game in the Stanley Cup Finals, VGK in Florida, 5 o'clock puck drop. Beers here during the game, 77 cents. Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra at two different bars at Silver 7s, the Bud Light Sports Lounge, and also the Silver and Gold. we got a loaded show on the way. A lot more on the A's stadium effort. We'll get you more updates from what's going on right now today in Carson City.